Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And I just want you to know that I look like a troll and Amber is dressed all cute for the day. But I'm only going to be watching football today. I'm actually jealous um, because I were going to see the, the lights at the zoo. Yeah. So I had to like prep to get ready. Be like a person today. Yeah. I'm not one of those girls that can just like throw a messy ponytail in. Like I have to do something or I will look like I am homeless on the streets. <laughs> Like I don't, I'm like not your like a co-host looks right now. <laughs> no, I have, you look, you look cute. Like you just woke up. I literally almost did. I'm kind of a garbage person today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a Sunday. It's the only day this week though, that I could sleep in and like not have responsibilities besides podcasting, which is my favorite responsibility anyway. Yeah. You but, look totally fine. I, it's a process for me. Like I have to like wash and exfoliate and lots of creams and there's a lot of layers. It can be real. I look like a college student that just did the walk of shame across campus <laughs> and I sound like it too because my voice is like way lower than it usually Tip-toeing is. Tiptoeing yeah. home after some bad choices. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's going on. So I'm sorry you have to look at that while I get to look at your beautiful face, but here we are. This Another reason why I'm kind of glad we don't do a YouTube channel because there's no way oh, I'd let yeah, our viewers yeah. see me like this. No, you, you're totally, you're oh, fine. Oh. So we are drinking our coffee. We are coming at you. You know, we did a what the F week once we discovered. We have so many themes. How can we remember them all? Right. right. We're bringing you this week, what the F part two, because we have two totally different cases, but they definitely fit the category of just like, yeah, ah, did this really happen? And in this world that we live in, there's a lot of what the the F. F. Yeah. So it's appropriate. For sure. So what do you have for us on this Sunday? Oh, man, I've got one for you. And I'm sorry if you guys hear me slurping coffee, but <laughs> it's a lifeline at this point in time. I literally just woke up an hour ago, so like I did, I did people, brush my teeth for you. That was very nice. Yeah. People are probably sipping theirs, too. It's Yes, enjoy it. So, uh, so, uh, I am bringing you <laughs> show uh. and so, uh, this case, it's unsettling. I'm going to give you a heads up right away. It's really sad because our victim is a vulnerable adult. Oh, God. And you said it was, when off air, you said it was a torture case, It is a torture case. I'm going to give you that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it's very senseless, too, once I tell you how all this, you know, the reason behind it, it's so senseless. And it just, it makes me sad. I hate cases like that. Not that murder ever makes sense, but there's sometimes the motives where you're like, yeah, life insurance money is a heavy motive or you cheated on on her. That's a heavy motive. But when it's something as stupid as- so stupid, mm -hmm. it does trigger you a little bit more. the boil level a little bit more. A little bit. The victim in this case, his name is Terry Neely. But our killer in this case, she makes me feel like- a lot of discomfort. Um, you know how we're, we were talking about... As opposed to a comfortable killer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good good call. Yeah. She just... You know how people make you feel some sort of way? We were talking about this. Like, the person that we had mentioned, I said, um, it makes me feel like I need counseling in a shower. Yes. Remember that conversation? Yeah, yeah, I do. Angela Simpson, who is our killer, she makes me feel... Like dirty. dirty, like maybe I need to be held and swaddled okay. safely. Yes. She's just really emotionless and like full of something. And okay. probably I watched, evil. Evil would be a good a good guess. So everyone get out your receiving blankets, get ready to swaddle. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Well, part of this case, there is uh, there's several interviews that happened with Angela, and so I I did watch them, of course. And there's just like this look in her eye and zero remorse for so what she's she did. Unsettling. That's a good one. Unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. That's we we put a, a name with the feeling. Mm-hmm. Very unsettling. Like I said, her name is Angela Simpson. And I'm gonna give you a little backstory about how I found this case because I didn't actually find 
the case. It found me. I love it when cases do that. Yeah, it just kind of popped into my experience. So what happened is I had a friend send me a TikTok video. You know, the kids, they're doing the TikTok. Yes, and and we're all sharing Those kids, (laughs) yeah, and we're sharing the TikToks. So my friend had sent me this one, and it was basically referenced to when you tell a man, don't hurt my best friend or else, and then there's a man's voice that's like, or else what? And so then it goes into the voiceover. Like, I love me a good voiceover if it's done well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, But this one, it goes into a voiceover of a very intense quote, which I'm going to share the actual one later. I'm not going to tell you right now because we haven't gotten into everything. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I really want to know what that came from because it is an intense quote. Like, it obviously came from something. Yes. And so she actually went and found it um, because I just had made that comment. And then she was like, oh, my gosh, I found what it was from. And it was the interview with Angela. So, of course, I watched it. Right. I was honestly thinking like movie. It's like, oh, that's juicy. You know, I, I should watch that. But no, it was from the interview with her and it's from the real case. And so. There's this trend going around um, right now with this case and parts of the interview are being voiced over. It's like trending right now. And it's, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that maybe it. It's, I mean, yeah. she, there's no remorse for what she did. And she's a legit murderer. And yeah. she, what she did is horrible. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, that Ooh. also makes me feel some sort of way too. That's true too. That is uncomfortable as well. Yeah, it's like, and, and they're I, funny Now I videos. get what you mean. Yeah, they're right. So, so we're turning like, it into a maybe poor taste yeah, comedy Yeah, that's thing. a good good way to put it. Just so In poor taste. Yeah, that's my little spiel about how I found it. But I was just kind of like, really? This is trending? Yeah. Like, I'm sure a lot of people like you, though, that initially watch it, they're just like, oh, that's really funny and don't realize it's from it, an actual case exactly. with, a, with an actual victim. Because so. I was like, oh, this sounds like this from a movie, the way yeah. she's saying it so just matter of factly like or that oh this somebody deserved this or something no 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 I see so I'm just it, it is it's unsettling too so moving forward wait can I step back for a second you have yes. you have another friend <laughs> I'm just I'd like to revisit that maybe off air I mean it means <laughs> nothing to me were you thinking about me the whole time that you were watching I that TikTok was I just feel like memes and TikToks are our thing, but whatever, whatever. And then I was going to send it to you, but then I was <laughs> right. like, no, no, I am going to present this case to you because right, you right. deserve better than just a cheap TikTok. And we like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and we like the raw, natural reaction. We do. We do. So I held off, but no, it was an acquaintance, okay. not even like anything. Okay. <laughs> if you say so, I believe you. <laughs> So this case takes place in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was in 2009 okay. when all of this happened. So not, not long terribly long ago. This is one of the cases where it makes sense to start at the end. Yeah. Begin with the end yeah. so you can kind of know what happened. Okay. So I'm going to take you to that day. It was August 5th, 2009, and it was really early in the morning, about 5 a.m. The Phoenix Fire Department responded to a call involving a trash can that had been set on fire. It was in the parking lot of a church called the Covenant of Grace Christian Fellowship Church. Obviously, somebody saw, I'm picturing like, you know, like our modern waste, like a a dust dumpster. Yeah, like a, um, not a huge dumpster though, like the trash bin that For you put household, out. For the household, a household dumpster. That's what I'm picturing. Instead of a commercial dumpster that are bigger. Okay. Yes. That's what I've gathered. Originally I saw a dumpster, but you'll understand later on why I I don't think that would have been possible. So I'm thinking like a, you know, one you take the trash out with. Yep. Yep. So it's a blaze. I think like a a bin. It's more, it's a bin instead of an actual big commercial dumpster. We have ourselves a bin. A bin. All right. Final perfect. answer. There yeah, we I go. I think it is. It's a, it's a bin, bin. And it's, it's a blaze. And it's on fire. So somebody called to report this. The firefighters respond, and they discover exactly what was reported, that this was burning. It was a city of Phoenix trash. I even put bin in here. Look at you. Oh, my gosh. I'm smarter than I give myself credit for. All the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they originally thought this was just a prank and, you know, some kids were out trolling, yeah. you know, sure. through the lighting, night. Lighting dumpsters on fire as they do. Trolls out riffraffing. Yes. You know. 
I love the word riffraff. <laughs> I do too. My and dad used to tell me, just don't bring home any riffraff. It is a good, like, older, wholesome word. It like, all that riffraff, yep. you know. So that's what the, the fire department thought is that, you know, somebody had just done this as a prank. It was, like, in the middle of the parking lot on fire. So they extinguished it after it stopped burning and they could actually see what was in it. They discovered that it was actually not a prank and it was something way more horrific. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what they discovered was dismembered human remains Uh, that had been set on fire. Could they have not smelled that like right away? You know, that is a good question. And I have wondered that there's a few parts in here where I'm like, I wonder if they did. Yeah. So if they, just because they we've knew. seen that with other cases. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So there's a possibility that maybe they knew before they actually mm-hmm. like looked in if they could smell that. Yeah. I would think so. I would think so too. And it makes, ugh. I don't know why that, that the, like the burning gets me. Me too. Makes me feel mm-hmm. icky. It's just so gross and like brutal. Yeah. They discovered these remains. Apparently there was still enough intact that they could tell that it was a Caucasian male. Okay. So they had that, but they had no idea who it was because of the condition sure. that they had found the remains. They did have to notify the church of what they had found. Like, hey, we're going to have to call the police because we hey, found this. Knock, knock. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, telling Marge, the secretary? No, for sure. No. Like, hey, Who Marge. works part-time just for something different from her yeah, knitting that's, club? That's what I envision yeah. is, like, you know, the secretary of the church saw the dumpster and was like, oh, I better report this. Yeah. I don't know how that actually unfolded. But right. in my mind, I'm like, gosh, the church staff are always, like, sweet little older ladies. Absolutely, that are retired, but just, you know, it gives them a little something right. to get out so of the it, house That's what do. I picture in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, these poor people mm-hmm. were probably just mortified. I'm sure. And they were. I mean, it did yeah. indicate that they were. They had just had service, like, the night before. Oh, Lord. So they... Literally, oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, they were pretty shaken up by... What was discovered. So upon further investigation of the remains, it was discovered that there was an electrical cord wrapped around the person's neck. And like I said, the police knew they had a white male victim, but they had no clue who this was. And it took a little time to to identify him because of the condition, like I said. Sure. Um, In order to help with the process, they had an autopsy performed. On the remains. And one of the absolutely horrible things that was discovered is that many of the wounds and injuries that were um, inflicted on this person, they were, they occurred when the victim was still alive. They were able to determine determine that, Mm -hmm. which just makes me so, it breaks my heart. Ultimately, the cause of death they did discover was the strangulation, but there were many more things that happened before that. Okay. There were enough remaining fingerprints on the body that they were able to collect and distinguish an ID from them. Wow. Which was good. That's yeah, they were able to blessing. It was. It really was. It took several weeks for this to happen, but they did identify the body and it was the the body of Terry Neely. They did discover that. He had went to prison before, I believe, so I don't know if he was and that's, in, that's why the fingerprints were in the system. Right. That's okay. I think that's why it was easy to identify him because they, they must have, like, found a match. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I don't know how they would have been able to. Right, if he didn't have fingerprints on file from right. a job or, right. or prison. Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit about Terry. There's not a whole lot of info out there, but what I did find I'm going to share with you. So Terry was 46 years old. He was from Phoenix, Arizona. Terry lived in assisted living. Okay. Um, there was a facility not far from where the, the trash bin was found. Oh. And that's where he had been living. He had an apartment there. Okay. I picture like a high-rise type of place that, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's just. Like uh, the high-rise, for those of you that don't know, like in our town, there's yeah. it, it is like an assisted living place. Terry was disabled. He had a spinal cord injury of some kind, so he wasn't able to fully walk. Now, my understanding is that he could walk like somewhat or okay. a little bit, but for the most part, he was confined to a wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. There's also reports, and this was just from an article I read. The, this was the words of the article, is that people that knew Terry said that he had like some kind of mental disability or that he was a little slow. Okay, and that's a quote. So, I don't know what it what the diagnosis right. so would have been. Cognitive issues and physical yeah. issues. So he is a vulnerable adult on both 
sides he of is, it here. And when you see his picture, it just makes it that much worse because he looks he looks vulnerable. Yeah. He does. Oh my gosh. And he was really well liked around the community. He would he would take his he had like the motorized wheelchair. So yeah. he would like wheel around the community and oh, talk, talk to, to people. people. And everybody said he was super nice, super friendly, you know, so he was kind of like, you know, well liked oh. around the area. We know uh, we have a couple and that really match this description that I can think of in our small town. That yeah. I'm just like, oh. It's just like what? that person that's just always chatty, yes. walking around. And that's the impression I get of Terry, which makes my heart even more tender for him. Absolutely. I, like I said, he he had said he'd been to prison, which we'll get into that. I'm not sure what that was for. Sure. I don't know what his, you know, background, that was, that was really all I could find about him. And probably in his, you know, when he was younger and his cognitive delays probably played a factor into it. I'm guessing that. And I don't know what his family situation was like. I didn't see anything where family came forward to speak about him. Well, I was going to ask, obviously nobody reported him as a missing person. If it took weeks for his fingerprints to connect him. So I don't know how many family member members he actually had contact with or if he had anybody I yeah, don't know because I'm thinking if if they've got a vulnerable adult then someone should be report if he had family sports should have been reporting him missing long before the fingerprints yeah, came back yeah exactly or like oh I haven't heard from Terry in a while and he's in an assisted living so right how was he not reported missing from the so workers a, there. Yep. A little bit of detail of that. What I know is that he. So this took place on August fifth yeah. when they found the the trash bin. He disappeared on August second. So oh. he had been missing a couple days before they even discovered, found his body. But they didn't know it was him for a couple weeks. Right. So that is a good question. I don't know if they did report him missing in that time. And that helped make the connection. I didn't find those details. Okay. I hope Gosh, I would so. hope so. I do. Someone's got to notice that he's gone. But then my other thought was, okay, well, if this was a facility where it sounds like he could come and go. So maybe yeah. they didn't monitor him and check on him. I don't know. Yeah. I'm assuming he had some kind of accommodation. Maybe it was financially more than like monitoring. Than actually needing. Yeah. Because if he, because he was out all the time. Okay. Like on so the maybe he's in the assisted living for when he needed help, like to reach, you know, like yeah. guidance rather than someone who needs to be checked on daily by a nurse or right. um, social worker or something like that. It's more like, okay, you're going to live in this facility for when, when you see that you need help. And like right. you said, the financial qualification and whatnot as well. Yeah. Like you can't, you're not able to work. You're physically disabled. So you're probably your housing's covered. I don't know, yeah. but. That's kind of what I was assuming, and I I hope somebody wondered where he was. Me too, my I gosh. Do. So that's that's Terry, but it sounds yeah. like he was a really nice man and Aww. tried to make friends with people in the neighborhood. This is where investigators started with the case is, okay, they knew where he had been living, and they knew he was out and about all the time on his wheelchair, so they decided that they were going to look into video surveillance around to see if they could yep, great figure out where point. he went. Mm-hmm. Who they, he encountered. Right. So what they were able to discover is, like I said, Terry left his facility at about 8 p.m. on August 2nd. Okay. So they see him leaving, but he never comes back. So they know that that's when he had disappeared, yep. is that night. So this was the strongest lead that they had for a few weeks because they didn't they didn't know where Terry had gone and I'm assuming they didn't see surveillance of him anywhere else. So they, they're like, okay, we know he left, but mm-hmm. we don't know exactly where he went. So a couple a couple more weeks go by with no strong leads, and then a witness does come forward with some information on the case. The police got a call that there was an abandoned wheelchair found outside of an apartment complex, and it was close to where Terry had lived. Okay. Good, so, good tip. They're like, we know he's in a wheelchair, so right. this is a good lead. So they go to the complex and talk to the manager, and he's very compliant with them. What they decide to do is they're going to search every apartment wow. in this complex, which okay. I thought that was pretty thorough. They're wow. like, okay, his chair's out here. Yeah. Let's check this out. So they go apartment to apartment, and they're searching. What they come across, uh, one of the apartments that appeared to be vacant it was also a plethora of evidence. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was very obvious upon walking in that it was 
in fact a crime scene. Uh, um, there I just realized was, I'm sounding like that TikTok that goes, oh no, oh no, <laughs> all over and over. Like that's what's now going I want my a voiceover. Right like okay. I, uh-huh. I feel like that would be appropriate. No, so they come into this apartment. It appears to be vacant. There's no um, appliances. There's no belongings. Nothing. Yeah. What they do find is bloodstains. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that. They find, like, part of the carpet had been ripped up and removed. Mm. And there's nothing in this apartment except one bottle of bleach and one full-length mirror. And that's it. Oh. Isn't that... Ugh, why do we need the mirror? Vicky. Oh, I don't God. know why the mirror freaks me out. It will. I will give oh. you that. It is not anything good mm-hmm. no, of po- any kind. Mirrors are portals to another realm. They okay, are. like you just Satan's portals, yes. and th- it was very much that. It was. This oh. is not a good, not a good find. I'm assuming it wasn't for snorting cocaine. So, <laughs> no, that would be a lot of cocaine. Yeah. though. <laughs> you could snort a lot on this mirror. The big mirror. But no, that just the picture of that is super creepy. Mm-hmm. You walk in and there's nothing, but there's blood. There's evidence of yeah. blood, carpet gone, a so, bottle of bleach, and a mirror. I'm assuming the bottle of bleach couldn't get all of the blood. Like, how? What? Our, That's just sloppy as fuck. Our mutual brain is thinking. I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay, you took part of the carpet out to get rid of the, obviously, the blood, which we will later discovered right but you didn't clean it all up yeah and you had the bottle of bleach right there that's and just lazy it. yeah it's so lazy I'm just i'm disgusted I'm already guess there might have been some substances involved just I see. just speculating mm-hmm. they look around more like around the vicinity of the apartment they do find this the carpet that had been removed this was a horrible job if you can't tell oh, already. Yeah. Sloppy, careless, senseless. So they didn't find the carpet long after they discovered the apartment and it was saturated with blood. Of course. So they Why do... even cut it out if you're not going to do something tangible with it? Exactly. Could have just burnt that too. Could have. Wow. You would think that would make more sense. Again, not trying to or... tell you how to commit a crime, but my God, the common sense. I have never removed carpet before, but I'm guessing it would be a little bit of a job. I have. And it so. is zero fun. No one in the room is having fun. Oh, God. It sounds like it would be so it's not fun. Awful. And so to just go through that effort. And then you're like, oh, it looks good then, here. I, We're done. We're good. What? That's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, I was this fine. My brain went to the same place. Like, you clearly left blood, but you took the the physical labor and time to take the carpet out. Right. I don't, I don't get it. God bless the stupidity. So I yes. love it. We will laugh at you. <laughs> right. <for it>. Absolutely. <laughs> they did do the DNA testing from the plenty of blood that they had found. On the carpet. Yeah. And, and they did confirm that it was Terry Neely's. Yeah. Um, so they knew for sure that it was him at that point. Now, through the investigation of the apartment building, the manager was very compliant, as I said, working with the police. And he also came forward with some very crucial information that really led to basically cracking this case. Okay. Which didn't take long, if you could guess. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It does not take long. So what the manager said is that around the time that Terry disappeared, he had noticed smoke coming from one of the apartments. And it was the apartment that they had discovered. And so he went up there to see what was going on, and he discovered two people in the apartment at the time. The two people were Angela Simpson and her friend, Edward McFarlane, who went by the name of Cracker. Oh, my God. Now, Cracker, I don't know where Cracker is in this. Like, he has some involvement, so I don't know where he's at today. So I'm not going to, like, say too much about him because I don't want Cracker to, like, come after me. Okay. Maybe he's still in prison. I don't know. I did not follow up on that. But Cracker, I did see his mugshot, and he wore his nickname proudly. Did he He, look like Toll House, or are we talking a Club Cracker, a Ritz? We're talking. A Triscuit. Like, we're talking probably like a dollar store cracker. I was going to say, great value? Broke, it, like, uh-huh. maybe outside the parking the, lot the first, of the dollar store. Okay. The first one in the pack that's always yes. crumbled up. That you kind of, like, throw out. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cracker also, he must have loved his name because he had it tattooed, not subtly, no. across his whole neck. On his this neck? This is Cracker. 
We'll post it because he had involvement in this. So, okay. I mean, I'm assuming it's a racially motivated nickname, but I just don't even like to go there. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. say he should have had Ritz <laughs> above that word. He really should have. Because seriously, you're only good for transporting dip to someone's mouth. It makes me think of the movie. With Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis, and it says no regret, yes. regrets, yes. and it's spelled wrong. Yep. Like, no I, regrets. Yes. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, it was that, but it's huge. Huge. It says cracker across wow. his neck. He's just happy to fit in, have a nickname. I think he's, he must have introduced yeah. himself as that because the manager said that, like, his name was Cracker. Cracker. So Angelo was with Cracker. He comes in and discovers them. Now, we'll get back to that. Sure. Shortly. But this is how they get the names of the people that were in this apartment because the manager had come across them and yeah saw things. Yeah. So we'll get back to that here in a minute. But one of the other things that the manager indicated with this, you know, when he walked in, he saw a City of Phoenix trash can that they had in the kitchen and they were burning something. Because that's normal to have a dumpster bin in your kitchen. Again... Like, I'm not sure. Red flags popping, manager. Right. Like, I'm not sure how much this was thought out. Yeah. Let's bring this dumpster bin into the apartment. And there's several things we could dig into at the end of why the whys. But, um, yeah, so she she had the bin in the apartment. And still didn't burn the carpet. And they're burning. (laughs) Right? Just just saying. Okay. Like, why? All right. Why? Again, probably some substances involved. I didn't read that. Maybe it's bold of me to assume, but definitely some cognitive things. Something. So I'm going to tell you just a little bit about Angela Simpson. Okay, not before we we, give up. We don't, and it's very little. uh, But I just want to kind of paint the picture of how like rough things were. Okay. Um, Okay. So she she did come from a very abusive home. Sure. She was in and out of foster care growing oh. up. Again, we feel sorry for the child, not the for adult. child Angela. Yes, because it sounds like it was very rough, extensive history of sexual abuse. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was foster homes, family, but it sounds like it was like a long yeah. time of sexual abuse. Um, she had a history of mental illness going back to like ten years old, so wow. all kinds of problems. Now, that Angela, I'm sure was not treated well, <laughs> right? <laughs> It sounds like Angela fended for herself mm-hmm. quite a bit, and she did perform sexual acts for money. Sure. That was um, her her thing mm-hmm. at the time. And she did, it sounds like, made a name for herself on the street. She was oh. known out there. So she was good at it. She was good at what All she right. did. Hey. Angela did have four children, but in the interview that I did watch, she does not, she was like, I'm not talking about my children. She, I can't do that. It was the only time of maybe she uh, almost was human. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. just like a sliver, oh, little glimmer. But she would not talk about them. They were in her mother's care, so I don't think that she okay. had much involvement at all with her children. Good. It sounds like that is Thank in their the best Lord. interest. Thank the Lord. Now, now on the streets, it was pretty well known that there were a few things that Angela did not like. The top of her list, she did not like sex offenders, and she did not like snitches. We all know snitches get stitches. They do. We all know it. I'm. I mean, I can. I see her logic with not liking sex offenders if she was right. sexually abused as a child. Right. Okay. So she's got a code. That's probably t- triggering. That's funny you mentioned a code. Uh, someone did compare, and I'll tell you in a minute. But they did say it had some Dextery vibes. Okay. Um. To it. Hmm. So she probably did have a code. Right. Um. But, yeah, so she she did not like snitches. And obviously has a name for herself if people know what her code is. Right. Okay. So Angela and Cracker apparently had a history of going, like, they would find sex offenders and break into their houses and, like, threaten to kill them. I didn't see that they had killed anybody, but they definitely would, like, assault them and threaten them. So a vigilante justice going on here. Okay. Yep. So, So, yeah, those things, like, really made her mad. So far, I'm not mad. Okay. You will be. <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying, I get her you logic. Okay. I do. All right. I do. Like, I, you know, and if you're on the streets, I mean, she had a series of crimes. I mean, she was living oh, a hard course. life. If you're living on the streets, absolutely. So you don't like a snitch, I'm no, assuming. Yeah. Right. 
Because right. you're out doing stuff and you don't want to, you know. Oh, no. Was our victim said to have been a snitch? Oh, I don't like where you're going with this. You've probably seen my sad face. And leading into that, you're probably wondering, how did Angela and Terry right. know each other? Well, I will tell you. But he's wheeling on the streets, Cr- too. Terry was wheeling. Oh. And he, Bless so that's heart. how he did know Angela, because he was all around the town. Yeah. Talking to everybody. And She's so they, a woman of the streets. She is. Yeah. And Terry did enjoy himself a little slap and tickle. Sure. Who so doesn't? I don't fault him for that. Absolutely He was not. a disabled man. Mm-hmm. And he was a regular client to Angela. Sure. So. I get it. Right. I mean, he had needs. And they had some kind of like acquaintanceship as well. And so he would, I mean, they would talk. Yeah. So Terry. He had needs. She was in the profession. Right. And I'm sure it sounds like they would shoot the shit a little bit. Of course. Yeah. Light up a little cigarette afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. What? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Terry might have even been free of charge. You don't know. You know what? Or maybe he had the cigs. I don't. You know, True. like here, have yep. a cig. Thanks. But I'm gonna exchange some companionship with you too, mm-hmm. for sure. So Terry had told Angela, and I think he would tell other people this too in the neighborhood. I'm guessing this was probably like a high not, crime area, not just pillow talk, right? Okay. Right. But he would tell people like, hey, you know. Watch out. I know this place is getting raided and like, hey, heads up. I know what the cops are doing. Kind of implying that he was an informant. Yeah. Now, the impression I get is that Terry maybe used this to like to make friends or to get in with people. I'm assuming he probably knew some people that maybe did some things. Mm -hmm. So he was like, kind of like, you can trust me type of guy. Like, I got you. I know this is happening. Right. Yeah. But we know that Angela didn't like snitches. And he had also indicated to Angela, too, that he had snitched on someone in prison. I did read read that part. Okay. So he had shared that with her. I bet he hears a lot wheeling on the streets. It kind of sounds like maybe he's playing both sides. He probably like he's got does. friends on both sides. And and, pro- and poor Terry probably didn't have a lot of people, as we're speculating. And so he probably yeah. tried to make connect with people how he could. Yeah. Yeah. That's the impression I get. So that's why I said, like, this is so just senseless what happens. So whatever Terry did share with with Angela, it must have made her flip a switch because she, you know, must have been triggered in some way from what he had told her. I'm not sure if it was right away or over time. You know, I don't know if this was something she had pre-planned or if it was spontaneous. That that I'm not sure. Okay. Um, What happened is Angela, she did on the evening of the 2nd, she lured Terry up to the apartment, promising sexual favors. Sure. And either pills or booze, like one of, I can't remember which one it was, so I just wrote pills and bo- or booze. And okay. It was yeah. one, so she was like, come have a little substance, a little right. sexual activity. Okay. I mean, that would get me wheeling pretty quick but, over right. there. I get it. And so my understanding is that, like I said, he could walk somewhat. So sure. So he, the wheelchair was outside, and so he was... Probably like, just short distances is all he could tolerate. Probably. And then kind of knowing what happened, I don't know if she encouraged him to leave it outside. You know what I mean? Right. Because he, I don't think he could go far without it. Yeah. Or did she put it back outside? Maybe. Also weird. Why wouldn't you get rid of it? I don't know. There's, I mean, so there's a lot things. of whys here. So many things. It's so uh, It's just so bad. Poor Terry so is Terry. on the video so surveillance leaving at 8 p.m. Just thinking he's going to go have a good a quick Saturday handy. night time. I mean, I don't know if it was Saturday night. Right. Quick handy at the apartment. Maybe a blowy. I, I just, come on, man. That's so sad to and me. And I don't mean to like, like, but seriously, poor but Terry. Yes, he like thought he was just going to go have a good time. And then go back to his apartment and go on with his life. It really is so sad. It is so sad. Um, Gosh, men are so vulnerable that way. You can oh. lure them to death using their <laughs> penis. Oh. Let that be a I feel lesson. Like it would be easy. This is not all the first our... case we've had. I with, know. Like, oh, come over. I'll give you a little bit of the sex. And yeah. they're like, done. I'm yeah. there. I am there. Want a piece of this? Come on over. Men, 
our men listeners, please be aware. Be, stay alert your out there. Your penis makes you vulnerable. <laughs> it does. Do your fact checks. Yes. Like, do your safety checks. Please. It's it's not safe out there sometimes. Nope. This is a lesson. But, okay, so Terry goes in. Um, I'm glad we're a little jokes because it, it gets bad. I know. This, is, the really this is how we cope. They, people, we're almost 100 episodes in. People know this is how yeah, we have to cope. Yeah. And I'm just avoiding it. I know. <laughs> Like, you remember that one day yeah. in the spring? Oh, wait. Yeah, now we've got to talk about the torture. Yeah. So Terry does agree to go in the apartment. Sure. He goes upstairs with Angela. And what I'm going to tell you from this point on, I'm also, I'm going to say trigger warning. Mm-hmm. But this is direct confession from Angela after okay. the fact. So these are her words. So this is, you know, her coming clean with what she reports happened in the apartment. So after Terry goes upstairs... She immediately ties him to a chair, and I don't know if she got him to sit down, like, oh, you know, if it was part of the sexual act. It 100% sure. was, Amber. I mean, 100%. It, it had I'm to sure been. he did not fight being tied up, thinking that it was just some kinky foreplay. Right. Yeah. That's what I was assuming, because it, it sounds like... I've heard people do that. I'm I've heard saying. from a friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she just had to say, like, daddy's been a bad boy. <laughs> Have a seat. I don't exactly, know. But, exactly. So she did. It sounds like this happened, like, all very quickly. So she sits yeah. him down, ties him to the chair, immediately gets violent after he is oh, confined. Of course. So she starts to beat him very violently with a tire iron <gasps> first. No. I know. No. It's just so horrible what happens to Terry. So she beats him with a tire tire iron. And then I will mention this torture goes on for three days. Okay, I was afraid you were going to say that when you initially said that he went missing on the second August second, and his body was burned, found the fifth. Like, yeah. did he was he tortured for days? He was. It was three days, Ugh. and every day she would do something horribly different to him. What so the after fuck? she beat him, which that I mean that in itself would have been horrible. Yeah, to be just you're strapped, you're helpless. And a tire iron. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -mm. Awful. Jesus, take me now. And then also thinking of, like, three days, no bathroom breaks. Right. soiling himself. Of course. And so just, like, those things went through my mind of how horrible that would have, just alone, that would have been. Absolutely. And being starved. Yeah. And one of the days, Angela pulled out Terry's teeth. (gasps) Forcing him to watch... In the mirror. No. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. But you need to know this. Like, don't watch those TikToks. I'm telling (laughs) you. Right, right. This case is awful. Yeah, don't let her... It's not a joke anymore. It's not a joke. Wow. Um, So that was what the, the mirror was for. She had placed it in front of Terry to... Make him watch everything that she was doing to him. That was I the purpose. I wonder if that's what one of her perpetrators had done to her in the past. It, it, do, it does make you wonder. Um, she obviously got that idea from somewhere. Yep. But I, it, I gather that she pulled most, if not all, of his teeth out. Mm-mm. So, what kind of brute strength does this broad have? Um, strength over a disabled man. That's like... But, you know, but I mean, to pull, to pull tooth teeth out, is, yeah, I see what you're saying now. You know, that's not like diseased or, I mean, it's a perfectly healthy, normal tooth. That would not be easy, probably. No. Oh, just the thought of it makes me cringe in so many ways. Mm-mm. But so that she, she pulled his teeth out. And then one of, so the other thing that I read, and I read two different variations, so I'm not clear, but Terry had over 50 stab wounds. And so. Shit. He, but we know that that cause of death was strangulation. Right. So I've heard like he he'd been stabbed over the course of the day. So I don't know if they were like light stabs or not super, fatal. Yeah, like superficially on purpose, just, just torture. for torture. Right. Yeah. But then I also read in another uh, article that she stabbed him after his after the strangulation to make sure he was dead. Mm. So I'm or not. Or maybe both. It could have been both. I was kind of thinking maybe both. Yeah. Because it was just a part of his the horrific torture mm-hmm. that he went through. Mm-hmm. So Terry was on the brink of death by the third day. Before he dies, he was still alive for this. She hammered a three-inch nail into his skull. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? And then after after she did that, she decided that it was time to 
How do you end even it? get the idea I that you're know. going to do that? Honestly, just like the reasoning for this, that she did it, and who she targeted, him being pretty helpless. Like, I feel like she just wanted a reason to kill. Yeah. I yeah. do. A question. Was Cracker here for the torture? So I don't think Cracker was there for the torture. I believe she calls him afterwards to help dispose okay. of the body. All right. I so think maybe this was why a, he got a lesser situation. Yeah. Okay. I need to, I will follow up with Cracker. I, I meant to look and actually this morning I'm like, oh, I need to see what happened to Cracker. I know he did, um, he was arrested and, and charged for his involvement, but I'm not sure what he got. Hmm. But he, um, I don't believe was here for any of this. Okay. So after she puts, puts the nail into his skull, she decides that it was time to end things, and she does strangle him with that electrical cord. And then to make sure that he is dead after the strangulation, she takes a knife and slashes his throat. My oh. understanding, like... I mean, she slashes it and then proceeds to decapitate him. Oh, okay. So making sure that he was fully Yeah, that'll deceased. do it. Yeah. So after she kills Terry, she does attempt to dismember him. My understanding is she's able to remove his legs. But then after that, she's like, okay, this is enough. And she... That's a lot of work. Which it probably would Oh, yeah. Even with his legs being more like in an atrophy situation, from my understanding, dismemberment takes a lot of physical. Very cardio and upper body strength. Yeah. No. I I mean, it's a commitment. It It would be a commitment to do this. So I think maybe like after she removes the leg, she's like, that's good enough. And I think that's when she calls Cracker in. Like, Okay. okay, we've got to get rid of this body. The sloppy crime scene's making more sense. Girl was tired. She probably was. She's like, this, I'm done with this. Yeah. Cracker, grab the trash bin. Right. Let's cut this carpet let's do out. This. Yeah. Yeah. Because the body, my understanding, was just like partially dismembered. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably more of a task than she was. Prepared I can't for. imagine finding that to you know, the poor police officers and firefighters, what they see I and know. live I agree. with. Like that would have been so traumatizing mm-hmm. to to see that, yep. to discover it. So back to the manager, the manager that I had told you he saw the smoke coming from the apartment. Yes. He walked up and caught them doing this. So he obviously asked what was going on, and Angela was very flat-out honest with him, and she said that she had just killed somebody. She was disposing of the body. What? Yes. This is how Angela Simpson talks about everything. She's very straightforward nonchalant so she told him I'm, I'm disposing of this body if you tell anyone you'll be dead too so the manager knew what happened okay. and he did I'm sure he was terrified so I, sure. I kind of don't like fault him and he was probably traumatized but he didn't say anything until the police had come to you know investigate then he's like so this happened. Yeah, so by the way, tell them. as long as you're going to take her away, I'll sing like a canary. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And I guess I don't blame him before that point of For like, sure. okay, the police are involved. Maybe I'll be safe. Yeah. But can you imagine walking in on that? No. Oh, my God. No. But, and I, I don't, with you, I don't fault him. I don't live in a situation where crime happens right around you every single day and you know that snitches end up in ditches so exactly and plus like i said she kind of it sounds like had a name for herself yep and so she she definitely did that's why she felt comfortable enough telling him of like i can tell you because i know you're scared of me and you don't want to end up like this too it sounds like she kind of had this like i'm a bad bitch vibe Mm -hmm. and so i'm sure that people knew she had connections and so the manager was like okay I'm backing off. Like we said, this was done really sloppy. I mean, it's no secret. This whole thing, the start to finish, it was awful. It was senseless. Pretty easy investigation for him. And so, yeah, I think this unfolded super quick. And one of the theories and speculations is that because she had this badass, I'm a, you know, untouchable attitude, that she was sloppy because she didn't think that, she would get I was just going to say that, too. Yeah, that anyone would dare, you know, catch her. Right. right? Like nobody's going to tell on me. Calm down, man. You're not the godfather. Exactly. Like, and the other theory is that, based on the interviews, which we'll get to, um, that she wanted to get caught. She wanted to be known for this. Okay. So Because mm-hmm. it was so, I mean, there was 
very little effort to cover this Clearly. up. Clearly. Yeah. It was almost put out into the open. I see. So just throwing that out there, there's a couple different things, mm-hmm. you know, theories of why this was such a sloppy job. And then the trash can in the the parking lot. Right. In broad daylight. Obviously yeah. it's going to be discovered, yep. you know. So Yeah, I buy into that theory. As I mentioned, this all came from Angela's confession that they got from her. By the time they got Angela's name from the manager and they pieced everything together, when they go to interview Angela, she's already in jail. She was incarcerated because she was picked up on a a burglary that she had done. She was already serving time. That's super helpful. This probably was like the easiest job for them. She hand-served herself to them. She did. All right. She was probably like, I will do them a favor. We'll get this over with. Yeah. I will already be here when they need to talk to me. (laughs) Wow. So when they go to talk to her and they start questioning her, she confesses everything. She's like, yes, I killed him. He was a snitch. She discloses all of the details of what she did. Like I said, very just the way she she talks. She doesn't give a shit. It's like having coffee with a friend. I'm going to play you a little clip here in a minute. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's what I did. I did torture him. And like, there's no Mm. feeling behind it. But then when you look into the eyes, you're just like, mommy, (laughs) mommy, hold me. I don't know. There's just so many things going on. I'll probably uh, put the interview up with the case so you can kind of see. Everyone everyone needs to see this. Yeah. It's just, it gives you so many feelings. Mm -hmm. I could not have sat with her in the room and interviewed her directly, like face to face. I couldn't have done it. I would have cowered. In the corner. Yeah. And that's saying something since you're sitting across from me and that's in activated full <laughs> yes. troll mode right now. So yep, I would she have must been be like terrified. sucking my thumb in the corner. Okay. She just she just creeps me out. Hmm. And she also really annoys me too. Just saying. <laughs> if she ever gets out, we'll edit that. <laughs> no, she's not getting out. I'm just kidding. So that's I mean, she confessed. Just like that. She was sentenced to life in prison. She Ever any mental health evaluation to indicate? I tried. I tried. I did not find an official diagnosis for Angela. That's what I was really looking for. Like, we have a sociopath. We have, you know. Obviously, there was no trial because she pled guilty, right? She pled guilty. She fully confessed. She didn't want a trial. Um, Hmm. She was... In the interview, she indicated she was looking forward to her life in prison because she had family there and several sisters, and she couldn't think of a better thing than spending life with her family in prison. Uh, That is a lot to unpack right there, Amber. I know. Also, I was going to say, do you think that she wanted to get caught because she was sick of living living this life like this, and so she knew she'd get life in prison? and That crossed my mind, too. Having family in there maybe she found out that it's really not all that bad it sounds like she had a pretty rough life and she was fending for herself no involvement with her children and so that could have been like all right I'll go to prison wow I will say that uh, unfortunately I do know some people that have been in prison and there are some stories where like more like the federal prisons like some of them have putt-putt golf courses right and they like play putt-putt like there are, and I've worked with, um, in my CPS days, a couple of people who purposely reoffended because prison life was easier than being out on the streets and having to deal with navigating a job and paying bills. Absolutely. And so they preferred it in prison. Absolutely. If you don't have the skills to fend for yourself or you have grown up in institutions, yep. and you you know, That's prison's where probably easier. Yep. So that could, be comfortable. A, that could very well be a factor in this. So the death penalty was originally on the table for this case. Okay. She was not sentenced to the death penalty. She was given life in prison plus 14 years. And she was specifically given the sentence of, like, she would spend her natural life in prison. So she's not, there's no possibility of parole. She's okay. not getting out. Um, but when asked in the interview if ju- if she felt like justice was served, she said, no, I should have gotten the death penalty. Wow. I deserved it. She was hoping for the death penalty. There's also speculation on that. So from what I I heard in uh, another, I listened to another podcast about this, sometimes prisoners have better experiences on death row than yeah. in general sentencing, you know. So that could be a possibility. I don't know, but I just thought that was interesting of maybe that's why she was hoping for the death penalty because she was like, yeah, that's what I deserve. 
That is very interesting. Isn't it? Because a majority of them do not want to die. And it's always ironic because you're okay with someone else dying and torturing them to a slow death. But you yourself do not want right. to die. So, Or is I, it just that she, lack of emotion? Yeah, and that she doesn't even care enough even about her own yeah. well-being. Because there is no emotion going on there. No. Um, mm. In the interviews. Was she suicidal? Do we have any information about that? Was this like a, not a suicide by cop, but suicide by the justice system? Like a long planned yes. suicide. Like this is how I'm going to do it. Because it will take them years before they actually carry out their right. death sentence. I would guess with the mental health history, there's probably some somewhere. Yeah. But I didn't find anything. There's not a lot of details on her struggle with her mental health, but it, it does go back to like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure... I'm sure it maybe was rough. she's just a realist where she's like, yeah, what I did was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I should have been sentenced to death. So I am going to play this little clip for you. Uh, just this is the the quote that is kind of trending. And I think there's some others that are being picked up, too. But this is uh, basically her talking about what she did. And I just kind of want to give you a snippet of just the lack of of empathy we okay. have going okay. on. So I'm going to play it for you. So this is just like a couple seconds of a about 12 minute interview that she has. Okay. With, I don't know who it is, but he goes to the prison to interview her. So. Think about what happened during those three days while you were. What do you mean? I know. I took him to my house, walked him down the street. I don't know why the media acts like the motherfucker couldn't walk. He walked very well. Walked him upstairs, kicked his ass and killed him. And, and again, you, the, your belief is that he was a snitch because he right. told you. Uh, you claimed that, uh, that other people had been killed in that same part. You had killed other people. Have you killed other no, people? No, I've never killed anyone else. So that was something, just talk. Right. Like I said, listen to the whole thing. It's, it's fascinating wow. to hear her talk. The, many of her responses are this, the same way, like talking about what she did. She didn't feel bad about it. Clearly not. She referred to him as the motherfucker. Very, yes. Very flat affect the whole time. And kind of like annoyed with this interviewer, it sounded yes. like. Like, what don't you understand? Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I got him to my apartment and I wow so just a quick like here's the here's the kicker with the interviews this was I think the first one she did and so she had indicated she hadn't killed anybody before now she does a couple other interviews while she's in prison and she indicates that she has killed other people before Mm -hmm. I was Um, gonna ask that so there's some speculation of like how much of this was for attention because this got a lot of attention just because of her reactions yeah so there's some inconsistencies from her original story of what happened and then some of the other interviews I mean obviously she tortured Terry that's not a secret but I think some of the stuff like we'll never know the the Full truth. I don't think she killed anybody before. And I don't either. I really don't. She she wanted the, because she would have been power hungry for the notoriety from the very first. True. True. In in part of this interview, though, she um, was asked, like, from the the guy, he he says, so your only regret is that you didn't torture him longer. Because she had indicated, like, I wish I would have just done it a full week or something like that or longer. And she says, right. And I regret not killing my other victim too. I just didn't have time. I had to go somewhere. Like she says it just like, like I said, like chatting with a friend. Yeah. I had stuff to do. Like she's so I'm like, you're so important. You've got somewhere else to be. Yeah. Like I really wish I would have killed that person too, but I just, I didn't I have had time to go in my pick schedule. my laundry up right. from the mat, laundromat. Errands to do. And Damn I just it. didn't get to it. I hate it when fucking life gets in the way mm-hmm. of my murdering tendencies. So it's like, was there somebody else? I mm, don't know. I don't think so. Is this part of the show? Yeah. Uh, it's. There's a lot of speculation. Is that the piece? What what is the popular one that's trending on TikTok? So the one that was trending is, I I did let it play a little bit past it, but when she said, like, I walked him, you know, the motherfucker couldn't 
He walked very well, like that part. Oh, okay. I Where's walked the... him up to my apartment, kicked his ass, and killed him. Like oh. that's the part I saw. But I think I—that's the only video I watched. I just saw that it's trending. I think there might be other clips too that have been okay. used. Yeah, I now understand. that you know the st- the case, though, isn't it kind of like, oh, why are we using this? Why are we using this? Because she literally, that really was her explaining what she yes. did to a victim. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With now, no remorse. Now I absolutely understand the ickiness, the it unsettling. Is. She just, she does make you feel unsettled. She does. And did I show you her? No, I want, I do, I was going to ask. I will, I'll show you, like, this is what she looks like the whole interview. Oh, so just like lots of unsettling. Lot. Yep. Smiling in her mugshot. Of course. That we see so often. Now I did, so I read an article. It was more of an opinionated article about her. Okay. And so in that article, she's referred to as a self-righteous attention hound and yeah. a manipulative narcissist who just wants attention. Like yeah. I said, I didn't find any official diagnosis, but... This person's like, you know, yes, she has psychopathic tendencies, but, you know, this it's it was all for attention and um, the inconsistencies in the interviews and whatnot. So hmm, obviously, I would agree with that. Obviously, if you're seeking attention in this way, there's something deeply wrong with you. Deeply. deeply. But, but yeah, she wow. was happy with the sentence, looking forward to her life in prison. Hopefully running um, into some cousins and siblings. Right. Okay. And to my knowledge, she's still there. I tried to find the prison that she's in, but I couldn't. Tell me they wouldn't put her in the same prison as family. I would hope not. I think she was just spewing things, yeah. honestly. So I'm not really sure if she actually got to reunite or with she family. she even has family in prison. Right. I mean, we might not even. That might even be a lie in manipulation. It could be. Because they're, they're, she changes things Quite a bit in the yeah. interviews of what she says from the original. So, so wow. gosh, darn it. That's that's Angela Simpson. And rest in peace, Terry. Yes, poor Terry. Poor Terry. It just it, breaks my and heart. And it never said what Terry snitched on her oh about. My I'm so glad you, you brought that up. Because, so the police indicated to her that Terry never worked for them. He was not an informant. Like I said, I think Terry was just trying to make friends in the best way he could, like connect with people. So he he wasn't actually an informant, and I don't think he snitched on anything with her. I think she just, that was her excuse if she hated snitches, so she was going to okay. take care of business because he had snitched and he was an informant. And even in the interview, she says, the, because the, the guy asking the questions is like, well, there's no indication that he was an informant she's like well oops if he wasn't oh my god yeah no she just wanted somebody to torture and he was the the easiest he was a vulnerable person that couldn't fend for himself yep so if you think you're a bad bitch like you took advantage of a vulnerable helpless adult both mentally and physically handicapped adult wow and she looks to be about my size so that is probably why like you're not yeah a tire iron against a tied up mentally and physically handicapped adult does not make you a badass. No, it does not. It makes you a horrible human being. For sure. That's why, like, don't watch the TikToks because, like, this, she is a garbage human. For sure. She's an anal parasite. She just, they she exist. She is. Yep. She really is. Oh. But so that's my case. That's Terry, the story of oh. Terry. I oh, wish Terry. I had more on so Terry. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's horrible the way he died, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'll I'll post the interview if you want to watch it. It's not to not to like put it out there and glorify it. It's more of like this is, it's it's just astonishing that she acts this way, and it's mm-hmm. more of like a let us know what you think. Like is yeah. it is it a show? Is it right? Do you think she had more? She truly, you know crazy is it attention you know well she's she is crazy let's be honest for sure yeah let us know what you think yeah i agree that's interesting well thank you i think for bringing at least for telling terry's story yes i mean it sounds like i don't that he didn't have a lot of family supports and whatnot so at least we can remember him yeah rest in peace rest in peace terry Terry. are you ready for a a little absolutely Give me a little brain bath here. All right. Leave us on a good note. It's tis the season, right? I love it. So Mm -hmm. I'm bringing you some holiday gifts. 
this week, stories. you guys catch Thursday's episode too because my brain bath is is holiday related, and I think it's going to take the cake for all the brain baths thus far. Okay, the, it's like the boss of brain baths, the yes. final boss, the the trophy. Amber and I talked about how we're going to make a fake trophy and just keep passing, passing it back and forth. Just between the two of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are. And I we got to post it. Like, let's figure out what it is. Like, who's holding the trophy yep. for the best brain bath yep. so far? I'm excited because you told you didn't tell me anything about it, but no. you said you had a doozy. I'm, I want your natural raw reaction. Okay. So I can't. I'm not telling you a single thing about it. Okay. Well, I But have- I will have that trophy in hand. <laughs> Just so you know. I already feel like you do, like you've got it. It it doesn't even physically exist. It only exists in our brain, but. And so to that, I say challenge accepted. I will be digging. I agree. Um, I just have a couple like cutesy stories for you. uh, Just some funny crimes that happened during the holidays. Love it. Crimes don't stop just because it's the jolly season. No, they don't. So this comes from Odie.com. There's this like article of funny Odie. crimes. Mm-hmm. I will tell you there was one story in there that I did not appreciate. It was about harm to an animal. I was just going to say, it was. I can tell by your face, it was oh, harm to an yes. animal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why is this even in here? Your face gets scrunchier if it's animals rather than people, just so it's, you know. It probably does. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. Otherwise, all of the stories were light and funny, and I, I am going to share them, but I'm like, why would you put that in there yeah. and ruin my holiday season? Right. It was horrible. So anyway, the ones I am going to share with you, this one was a story from Sweden. Oh, okay. Sweden. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> You're excited. I really was. It's okay. So in 2013, <laughs> 2013. Yep, 2013. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. It's yeah, fine. absolutely. They know what I mean. So for the 27th time. Vandals in Sweden burned down a giant straw goat meant to symbolize the Christmas spirit. Goat? Yes. Here, look at a him. A straw goat. He's oh, big. he's cute. He is cute. And it looks like it's probably a lot of work to put him together. That's a lot yes, of straw. It's a lot of straw. He's huge. He is adorable. So it says- And low- they keep burning him? It sounds like it is just as much of a tradition to make him as to burn him down. Oh my gosh. It says located in I, Gavel, Sweden. Sure. That's what we'll we'll go That's with. What we're going with the town square, the thirteen in the town square, the thirteen meter high and three point six ton heavy straw goat was engulfed oh. in flames in a criminal action that's almost as old as the goat tradition itself, which has been taking place since 1966. Oh, my God. That is not like a small a burn, though. giant goat bonfire. Yes. Like, the fire department's probably like over like the, the goat. whole team. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, my God, it's the goat it's again. another goat fire. I love that they just keep putting it back up, though. <laughs> For sure. Like, we know that they're going to burn it down. But we're going to do it anyway. We're still going to invest the straw and man labor to build this gigantic straw goat. I almost feel like maybe they would be surprised if somebody didn't burn it down that year. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, wait, what? Oh, no. Oh, during the pandemic, do you think there were less goat burnings? <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) So that's my first one. Um, My second one. Humans have weird traditions, by the way. They really do. How does a goat encompass Christmas spirit? Where is the chain of thought (laughs) there? I'm curious if anyone's from Sweden. I want to know the backstory on this goat. I really do. How does he carry Christmas spirit? Is it in his horns? The magical goat. So this one, again in 2013. Police in Italy arrested four mafia gangsters, it's in quotes, over a Christmas extortion scam. The men have been forcing shop owners to buy poinsettias, red leaf plants known as known in Italy as Christmas stars. I actually like that better. Yeah, me too. For a hundred times the wholesale price, oh. demanding as much as 100 euros, which is $140 a plant for the past three holiday seasons. Owners who refused the mob's Christmas offer had their shops vandalized. Oh my gosh! You will buy these poinsettias. Buy these flowers, these Christmas flowers. For $140. Like, that's ridiculous. It is the weirdest scheme I've ever heard. It's It's a a poinsettia. Setia? Setta. I don't know. 
poinsettia. Poinsettia. I don't know. I know. I've heard it so many different ways. A Christmas star yes. flower. Which I get them at like fundraiser time for 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. A plant. This Shame can withstand the cold weather. You will buy it. <laughs> if not, you will pay. Of all the things to threaten someone with is the Christmas star. $140 Christmas star flower. Yeah. That is the weirdest extortion crime. Is it extortion? Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. Wow. So I have one more for you. Okay. Just, I'm still reeling over the goat and the Christmas star flowers. I know. These will get you thinking all day. So this one, this, this is titled, Police Issue Description of Stolen Christmas Tree as six feet tall with lots of green branches and prickly bits. <laughs> and I just appreciate that so much. I feel like that's something I would say or use. Yes. So it's like, good description, guys. If I ever go missing, will you just include that in the description? She's 5'1", hundred pounds bits. with prickly bits just we need to find some way to use that because it's just such a good way to describe something prickly bits so apparently they put out it says the uh, facebook page of the uk's fall fall mouth police station they put out an ad saying if anyone has information as to where the whereabouts of this tree please get in touch and then they went on to say it's six feet tall with lots of green branches and prickly bits (laughs) I do you think that it was like some intern too that was like how do I put out a description on a Christmas tree right like prickly bits is the best we could do and I I commend them for that lots of green branches you don't say (laughs) I love that they did make the effort to try to describe the missing tree six foot green branches prickly bits So, and I That's don't know funny. if it was like a community tree. It must have been a big deal, something. Yeah, someone you know. stole. It's like the Grinch when he stole the the town center's big Christmas tree. Yes, yeah. it was a big deal. So those are my little stories for well, you. Thank you. Merry thank Christmas. You. Merry, happy holidays to us all. <laughs> Enjoy your prickly Pr- bits. Right. <laughs> well, that I'm out of coffee now, so we'll go ahead and just end here. All right. Uh, please. 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 I think it's a good time to end because I can no longer speak. Please follow us on social media. Comment to us. Send us case case suggestions or brain baths. Funny news stories in your area to crimecurious at yahoo.com. And until next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.